We're live here with Madison Hill, who just finished playing the front nine at Lake Chesden. Madison, tell us about your round. Yeah, it was uh, it was tough out there. Tough look. Um, you know, to be honest, conditions were tough today. It was it was cold, a little bit of a breeze, pretty wet out there too. So um, yeah, conditions were tough, but we powered through it. Uh, we had some some costly errors out there. One highlight, one or two highlights out there, but you know we'll try and try and regroup and and move on from there. Had a, had a great, great, great uh, front nine though with my caddy, giving me a lot of a lot of good advice out there. But yeah, so we saw you came in uh, with a forty one on the front nine with a couple of double bogeys, so it's a pretty solid round for you. Tell us about that chip. <laughs> I hold on now. <laughs> what are we going to act like forty one isn't a I mean, we're not going to act like that's a great round, but yeah, 40, go, yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. 41 with two double bogeys. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the double on, on nine was self-inflicted. Um, just was ready to, to get it over with. Uh, completely misread a putt. Didn't even, well, I guess it did get there, barely. Um, and then went for the tap in. I guess the careless tap in. Didn't even line it up or whatever and just a nasty lip out. So the tap in for double, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you just have those days, and 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 it was one of those days. So, Mike, you were on the bag all day for Madison, at least for that front nine. Uh, when he missed that short one on nine, what were your thoughts? You know, I was just thinking about what that's going to do to our position in the field. What you know, where are we going to finish because of that? And frankly, you know, what's that going to do to my cut? I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, this is a business and, you know, unfortunately that, that kind of thing is costing me money. So, you know, this is something that I think we're going to need to work on. Are you on the hunt? Are you on the hunt for another player this week? Well, you know, Madison and I have an open agreement, so (laughs) there's nothing, there's nothing formal written up. So if, if another offer comes in, you know, maybe somebody who's uh, had a proven track record, I mean, Maybe some guaranteed money, maybe? I, I've got to, you know, I've got to feed the family, Sterling. i got to feed the family. That's what yeah. this is all about. You've got to. And, and Madison, you have to feel pretty bad, right? You're costing Mike and his family money, food on the table with that short miss. Yeah, I I definitely thought about that as well. You know, that's, that's the difference between um, Outback Steakhouse and McDonald's. I mean, it really is. It's just one of those things that the money slips away quick. And, and one stroke here doesn't seem like a lot, but... You know, when you talk about money, it's it's several several hundreds of thousands of pennies there that just add up. So, um, you know, Greg, if you're if you're listening, love some guaranteed money, maybe get me out on on tour. I, I don't know, need something for my cat here. Well, thank you uh, for the time, you two, uh, and good luck next week. Thanks, appreciate it, Sterling. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Sterling, Mike, and Madison here on a Monday evening, last Monday in February, just finished up the Honda Classic yesterday. Uh, We all had a, a, well, 
we had a fun round at Chesden. We uh, Mike caddied for me on the front nine just to kind of get a feel of what the state open might look like for me. Here's a hint: not looking so great right now. And then on the back, Quali- state open qualifier, state qualifier. open qualifier, qualifier. Um, and then on the back nine, we played a fun game with made up rules. Um, Wolf, if you haven't played it, we don't know the rules either. Um, but I think we ended up. We ended up pushing all the way to 18, but it was, the last hole ended up being worth about 345 points. So, um, Sterling, Mike, how, how are you guys doing this evening? You know, doing great. Thanks. Thanks for asking. I think we did have a lot of fun yesterday. And Madison, I hate to hear you say that about yourself because I really feel like there was there were a lot of a lot of good things, a lot of good things that happened yesterday with you out there. You know, a couple missteps, a couple messy double bogeys but really i feel like you tidy that up a couple more putts fall and all of a sudden we're 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 talking about a different story and i think you need to take the positive away from that round you hit a lot of good tee shots um i think you you know you felt like uh you know you could really play the golf course from the tips i didn't feel like you were overmatched on any hole at all whatsoever um you know, just a few mental errors and clean those up. Like I said, another putt drops here or there. And all of a sudden, you know, you're cruising into the back nine with, you know, a chance to make something happen. Sterling, your thought. Yeah, it was an interesting round. Um, I was on the camera for most of it. I didn't play the front nine. Just wanted to get all the shots. Um, yeah, like you said, Mike, you hit it very well. Um, with the camera being on every, like just in his face on every shot, I think he played pretty well. Um, the putter was a little iffy, but the driver was okay. Ice cold. Um, driver was red hot then. Um, but overall pretty solid. I think he's got to do a lot of work. I think it's like the little things, um, watching him hit his irons, you know, I was standing behind him on pretty much every iron and it is his body just wasn't aligned to his target. Um, saw a lot of shots where he would hit, and then he'd be like, oh, like I was aiming here. And I was like, ah, I don't know if you really were. Um, so I asked him to use an alignment stick on the back nine, but he, he just didn't, so I don't know. What do I know, though? Um, well, in, in my defense, we went from pretty serious on the front um, to very very casual on the back um the back nine was was a a ton of fun playing playing wolf or dallas as it was referred to several times as the rules continue to be made up but no i think overall it was good the the driver was as good as it's been in a long time i think sterling has has seen me play a lot of golf um and we know that's definitely been a weak spot the putter was a little bit of a surprise because that's something that usually is is pretty consistent and then yesterday it wasn't i couldn't get the speed right i just was leaving i mean i think there was one on the back it might have been 16 or 17 um i hit a drive center of the fairway and then tried to hit a six iron up into the green and just absolutely topped it really and it rolled i mean i got so lucky it rolled all the way to the green and it was probably 15 feet from the pin and I left it at least a foot short, maybe longer than that, actually. And I just didn't even give it a chance. So there's a couple of those that I really do wish I could I could have back. But I'll say the shot I'm most excited to see back on camera 
is the second shot on the first hole. <laughs> and replaying that one in my in my mind, Mike, I was praying that you would call me off that shot because the window was so small <laughs> on those trees. But um, yeah, that that's gonna be a fun one, a fun one to look back on. Yeah, that that was an interesting one, and and I was thinking really hard, really hard about that. But you seemed, you seemed like you felt really good over it. And it, and it, as I told you later, I know I made a mistake because I should have asked you how confident you were, how you felt over it, uh, because you were giving off very confident vibes. So I just went with that. But I should have made you say that, oh, this is only fifty fifty, because then I would have called you off. Yeah, I think we were I think we were walking over um we were walking over after that shot and you're like, what do you what would you say the percentage was? And I was like, I don't know, maybe like 30%, 40%. Um, it might have been lower than that. I standing back there, the gap seemed larger in my mind. But this is kind of what we were talking about a couple weeks ago. I think um we were talking about Max Homo a little bit and kind of going after those hero shots and that's one that definitely didn't need to be made like on the first hole, the second shot of the round. That's definitely not one that, that needed to be made. And luckily walked out of there with, with nothing worse than a bogey, but to, to kind of hit that shot and then have it back in the fairway and then launch a 54 degree over the green, then to be chipping back onto the green was just, that's not where I wanted to be. That was not the start I wanted, but, um, it was it was definitely interesting. And Starley, Starley goes, man, I standing back here. As soon as I heard that ball hit the tree, I was worried. Yeah, I heard the cluck off the tree, and you might see it in the footage. I definitely, uh, I definitely flinched <laughs> and closed my eyes. Um, yeah, I was just praying that that ball didn't come back and hit me. Or the no, uh, no gimbal is going to smooth that out. <laughs> no. no gimbal on earth is going to smooth that out. No. Yeah. No gimbal takes fear away from the uh, yeah. the camera guy, but um, yeah, no, I, I mean, rate, well, I was going to say if I rate my own performance, I should have called you off there, and I should have called you off on the show. Now I haven't been on the bag for you know thirty, you know thirty years, so I'm a little rusty. Yeah, it was. I, I will say it was very interesting because I think sometimes. I mean, I know a lot of times I'll get over a shot and it'll everything will just kind of be, all right, well, let's just hit it here or don't hit it here kind of kind of thing. But to actually have to verbalize it and kind of speak it out loud to to someone else, I think made me make a little bit better decisions, um, especially with Sterling filming the whole thing, because I didn't want to be like, yeah, I'm going to take this line here, knowing that nine times out of 10, it's, it's not going to start on that line and it's definitely not going to finish on that line. So I think that that definitely helped, but mm -hmm. there was a couple where I think I may have, uh, like I may have convinced you like on one, I may have given you um, this, like maybe giving you the feeling that I was much more confident in the shot than I actually was. Can we, you know, can... And that's, that's part of the caddy player relationship is getting to know, getting to know your player and getting to know, you know, when are they really confident? When are they just, you know, uh, putting on a front? And, you know, I mean, if I were to caddy for you again, I think now Madison, and I would know to 
know to make sure that you talked yourself through it and, and talk to me about, you know, where your feeling was on that before you hit it. Because, yeah, I never would have let you hit it if you told me that you were only thinking 30%. Mike, tell us about the decision uh, to take pitching wedge on the chip shot on four just off the green. So uh, that's another one. Like I said, that's another one I'm kind of kicking myself for. And, and, you know, Madison should feel free to take that out of my fee. Um, I, I do know Madison's got great hands. He's got very good touch. But he was so close to the green. And the green's running away from him. And I was, I mean, I was this close to calling him off it. But, you know, I felt like he had, I felt like he saw the shot. He had it in his mind. And... You know, another thing is in a practice round, you kind of got to let them make mistakes. You kind of got to let them learn these things. You know, it's it's one thing to get called off a shot by your cat and you're thinking, ah, no, you know, I could have hit that. I could have hit that. But I think if he's faced with that situation again, now he knows, no, it's putter all day long. Yeah, I think in that shot too, like I don't practice a lot putter off the green. And I think that's why in my mind, I was like, well, I mean, I've hit this shot before. So this will probably be the best thing for me because one of the one of the issues I've found before sometimes is like you get putter off the green and you're like, well, I don't know how how it's gonna come through this fringe. Like am I have to gonna give it like a little bit more or is it is it laying down enough where it's not gonna matter or, or you know, it's not gonna take any speed off. So I I went with just a little bump and run and it was a lot of a lot of bump and run and and past the pin and a lot of run, definitely a, a lot of run. A lot of run, yeah. So I think that's, you know, one thing it does show me is that's a shot that I do need to practice. Not necessarily the bump and run, but really, you know, on on a on a situation like that, putter is easy. I mean, like that's definitely something that should be a, should be an option. And I think when I went up to that shot, it it didn't even cross my mind. Like it wasn't even anything that that I was thinking it was pitching wedge the entire way. So it definitely shows that it's something that I, I should be thinking about more and at least considering it on everyone and also practicing it as well. I think also, you know, when it comes to tournament prep and knowing the course, you know, you know where you're going to be playing that state open qualifier, you're going to be playing it there and knowing the fringes, knowing how the ball is going to react coming out of the fringe in that kind of a situation. Now that that could be the difference between spending a shot and saving a shot and knowing going in and knowing this is how I'm going to play this. I think that, you know, having a plan, the more you can have a plan for what you're going to do, you know, I, I think that having a tee shot plan really helped having an approach plan really helped. I think the next step might be knowing how am I going to handle these fiddly little shots around the green? If I'm on the collar, is it a putting situation? Is it a chipping situation? And just knowing, not having doubt in your mind, I think is going to be a big, big help. Yeah, I agree. I do want to ask Sterling a question um, because we were on the the first tee and I said, should we play? I said, where do you think we'll play for the state open qualifier? Because we were talking about playing the blues and Sterling goes, oh, you'll be playing gold. I was like, well, should we play there? And he goes, you're doing your qualifier here. I said, yeah. And he's like, Oh my gosh, no way. So I just want to get your opinion on that. Cause it seemed like you were 
you were thinking that that would even stack the deck against me even further. So after after the full round yesterday, do you think we're even further away now? Do you think that was a bad call to pick that as the the qualifying spot, or do you feel a little bit a little bit less um, unsure? Uh, interesting that you say that. I don't remember that uh, situation playing out quite like that. I remember I thought that was like a VSGA one day tournament that you had signed up for at Lake Chesden. I didn't know that oh, was no. a qualifier. So it just caught, caught me off guard because um, we had, I think we had played the Blues on the first tee and then you were like, yeah, like this is where I'm qualifying. And I was like, oh, so like, I'm just saying like, oh, like I'm surprised that we played the, you know what I'm saying? So no, I think Chesden is a good course for you. It's not super long. It's not super tight. Um, it really just comes down to shots around the green. Um, so I think Chesin is, yeah, it's a, it's a good fit for you. Okay. I feel a little bit better then. Yeah. I was a little worried. You were like, Cause when you said that, I was like, oh man, did I make a bad call here? Cause I was starting to think like, should I look and see what other sites there are? If there's yeah, something better than this, but I didn't see anything there that really didn't fit your game. Yeah. Again, I think... Like I said, I, I thought that you handled you handled the course just fine. I didn't think there were any holes that were too much for you or, or anything like that in the least. So, you know, yeah, I, I... really the only, the only concern I have there is because playing it, playing it from the golds, it's a little under just a little under 7,000. And it's one of those, one of those courses where obviously yesterday the driver was, was working very well, pretty consistent with it other than the first, I don't know, two or three holes. But that's to be expected since we didn't really have any warm up. Um, but if the driver's not cooperating that day, it can definitely uh, definitely put you behind the eight ball because then I'm dropping down to most likely a two iron. I don't know. Uh, depending, I mean, I might have the three three wood in the bag, but it's going to definitely set you pretty far back, and you're going to be hitting a lot of long irons into some of those holes. Well, when's your qualifier again? Um, June eighth, I believe. The thing is, like when when June eighth rolls around, it'll be dry. Yeah, and the way you hit your two iron, like you can get that thing out there two sixty. So even if your driver's not on, like I don't, I don't mind two iron off a lot of those tees. Okay, so I think you'll be fine there. Yeah, and, and I I definitely want to see that course as it dries out a little bit more. Like go back and play it a couple more times as it changes. Yeah, and and the greens will be rolling at the same pace. They were probably. Ten and a half um yesterday. I don't think they'll they'll trick it up too much for the qualifier. Um so you'll be looking at pretty similar conditions there. Will they grow up the rough more? Well, I mean obviously the rough is dormant right now, but I, I haven't played Chesden in years. They won't the grow season, it out. So. They don't grow it out more, it'll just be a little bit thicker because obviously the grass is gonna grow in the uh in the summertime. But it's not it's not like you know, it's gonna be ankle deep or anything like that. Where no. Vastly no, they don't they wouldn't do that for the qualifier they'll do that for the open though remember last year for the open i went and played a practice round they're like you can't drive your golf cart in the rough oh because they didn't want it to be like they run down at all it down. exactly Isn't that's that crazy? pretty sick that's pretty sick I like i'm that. trying to rem like... trying to remember the rough i don't remember it being that no I, I guess i do there was a shot that I, when i was following you on that you hit up on the right Six, side 16 hit on the right side yeah is that, that the, sh short of the bunker under that tree? Which one was that? 
No. Uh, no, 16, I just hit it right into the rough and then took a six iron to hack it out, and it only went like 100 yards. So I took another six iron to hack it out, and that oh, one went wow. 100 yards. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah, it got pretty thick. But like I said, they're not going to... They The course will be playing very close to what you saw yesterday. The fairways will roll out a little bit more. Uh, it'll probably play shorter, obviously, because it's going to roll out. Um, but yeah, it'll really come down to the nerves. That's what it'll, it'll really come down to. So I'm saying it's coming down to a lot of things here. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I think eliminating, obviously, like we said, eliminating a lot of the, the dumb errors. Um, but also, I think, not forcing the issue too. Once again, I'll reference hole one. Um, n- n- no reason I should have ever, I should have ever tried that shot. Um, so I think if you just kind of just stay in the moment and and can kind of continue on from there instead of really just trying to hit that hero shot, especially that early in the round. But I mean, I guess if it comes down and you know, I'm. Yeah, I was gonna say, what's the number? What, what <laughs> I was number say, do you have to be at to start forcing the issue? I'm gonna say if I'm like if I'm a couple shots off, um, off what, be, off Are? what? No, well, whatever, whatever the number know. needs to be, you won't know. Well, I would hope that you'd be there, kind of following along and be like, "Hey, we need to." You want me to tell you? <laughs> yeah, we need to pick it up a little. bit. No, I mean we're five back. <laughs> <laughs> We're we're five back through three, uh, so <laughs> we're gonna need you to pick it up a little bit. Um, I'm gonna give you hands to like the MLB. I'm gonna be like tipping my cap. Uh, we're yeah, we're three shots clear. Yeah, um, but we still have four holes to play. <laughs> yeah, I think that's when it comes down because it's really. I mean, it doesn't mean anything if you don't. I mean, if you don't qualify, right? So I mean, even if you if you miss by one or you miss by 30 at the end of it. Right. So I think it's about trying to stay consistent and stay in the moment. But I mean, if we need to try and make something happen at the end, I don't know, but it's funny. So, um, I was telling, telling Danielle about, I was telling Danielle and my wife about the round and, and she's like, so just want to ask, like, are you gonna be really disappointed if you don't make the, if you don't like qualify? And I'm like, no, <laughs> Sterling's told me from the beginning that <laughs> I've I've got no shot. I said it's really about like I just want to see like where it is. Like so let's say by chance obviously the goal would be to make it. But let's say I I miss it and I miss it by like two or three. At least I can say like okay, I can look back and say okay, on 6 I did made this error. This kind of shot me out of it or on 12 I did this and this kind of shot me out of it. But if I go up there and I'm like 14 off and i'd be like yeah we probably don't need to do this again (laughs) i'll I'll say this real quick if you miss it by three i'll pay for your last chance qualifier is there a last chance qualifier yeah yeah oh you miss it by three at ches and wherever that last chance qualifier is we're gonna put it on the books and i'll caddy free and we'll i'll pay for the whole thing all right we'll have to we'll have to look at that so you said how many how many spots is it you said it kind of shakes out to be ten percent of the field, or maybe if it is there is no math to it, right? Uh I wouldn't it's all up to the VSG. I don't know. You got fifteen players, they might take two or three. You know, okay. I mean, you, just, you really don't know. How many how many I would think there's a decent of decent field for one of these, right? 
I mean, some of those VSGA one days have, God, I mean, 80 people in them. Mm, you're probably looking at 25 to 40. That's it. Yeah, you just got it. Like, how many people are really trying to, you know, make the state open? It'll be a lot of college golfers, and it'll be a lot of your, I, I don't want to say mini tour players, but, you know, the 35 somethings, uh, like 35 year old, you know, played college once and tries to qualify for the open every year. Yikes. Hopefully they're not playing Chesden. I'm going to get smoked. <laughs> um, no, that so it's it's exciting. Obviously, I have a lot of of work still to do. I was really really happy with the way the driver was cooperating yesterday. It's become one of those things that I'm very hesitant to even take out of the bag now when we play certain rounds. So yesterday was was really great and a lot of fun. And I, I mean, definitely Sterling, appreciate you kind of filming the whole thing. Obviously, it's content and content is content at this point, but. Um, Mike, definitely appreciate you kind of doing the homework and looking at everything. Mike gave me plenty of homework, and I read read those articles, watched the video. And, the, you know, honestly, there was a lot of a lot of good takeaways from there, um, especially when it came to the certain stats, depending on your handicap. So yeah. that was something really, really positive to look at, too. So really appreciate it. Had an absolute blast, especially on the back nine. Had an absolute blast on the back nine. Um, we were just having a good time out there. So before we get to the back nine and Wolf and Dallas and all that, um, and Peyton and I playing the wrong golf ball, ooh, <laughs> two two things. If I'm there for the qualifier, three things actually. One, do you want me there for the qualifier? I mean, I feel like you have to be there, right? You got to um, be there to snap, snap some picks. Is that going to make stuff you on nervous? Instagram. I don't think so. Okay. Um, do you want to know the number? If there's live scoring and like we're looking at it and it's looking like a certain number is going to get you in or maybe get you into a playoff, like do you want to know? I don't want like a hole-by-hole hole update. <laughs> like I don't need to know. Um, I would like to know after nine. And then I would think like halfway through the back too. Like if it's one of those things where – let me put it this way. If it's one of those things where like, Hey, you've got a shot, then it could change my decision-making on some of them. But like, if there's no shot, if there's no chance, then I don't really care what it is. Do you want to know how many people played in the qualifier at Chesden and how many people made it through last oh, year? Was it at Chesden last year too? Oh gosh. Maybe not. Yeah. Let's, let's hear it. Can I take okay. a guess? Take right, guesses. Okay. All right. Okay, how okay. many played? Uh, 37. 29. 2. 3. What's the score? 75. It's a par 72, correct? It is a par 72. Um, First place, 68. And you said three people got in. I'm going to say the third place person shot 71. 72. Tied for medalist, 73. Last score to make it in. I'm looking at who didn't make it in. I know he plays college golf. I know he plays a lot of high-level amateur golf. Here we go, folks. 
that's my neighbor who played college golf. That's Rita's high school golf coach. I'm surprised. Baxton played? No, no, Dingledine. Oh, sorry. Dingledine. I'm sorry. One of the three Dingledines. So one of them missed by one. Her coach, Ray, shot 76. And then her teammate, Talon, shot 80. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I don't predict that'll happen again. So, yeah, um, you're looking at, uh, you know, maybe one or two over getting you through. I've got to ask, why the state open? Why not the amateur? Why not the mid-am? Why, why shooting straight for the top? I don't know. I think, well, I had talked about it. I had thrown it out there just because Sterling played in it. And then I think when Sterling, I, I'm super competitive. And when Sterling made the comment, he said, you got no shot. When I even brought it up, I was like, all right, I'm signing up for it now. So that's that's kind of how that that came to be. And I looked at it when, when I was signing up for it because I can't remember what it is. I think you pay like an extra 40 or maybe like 60 bucks and you can register for both the qualifier and the mid am. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to do the state open. I probably should have done, should have done both, but I don't know. We'll see. I okay. kind of, I want to see where, where like really practicing and working hard and mm-hmm. seeing where we can get. And that's, what's really about to kick off now. I just, okay. I, yesterday was, I, I took a lot of positives away from mm-hmm. yesterday. I thought a lot of, and really I thought I was hitting my irons really well. Um, and I thought I was just kind of, um, pulling some, uh, but Sterling said a couple times that I was just aimed the wrong spot. So I got a, that's definitely something to, to work on. But I mean, if you can clean up some of those, then yeah, I think we'll be in a, in a good shot. And for most of the, most of the holes, I left myself with a really comfortable iron in, I mean, right. most of them were like, I don't know, eight, eight irons or lower in, which yeah, I feel I, really good about. So I, I felt like you definitely had a chance on every hole, you know, other than, other than one where you put your tee shot. And I Left. think there was one other, yeah, there was one other hole where you kind of snap hooked it off the, off the yeah. tee, but you know, at least on the front, you know, you had seven really legitimate, legitimate looks at hitting greens. So, yeah. you know, I think definitely something you can build on there. What do you think the worst score? Oh yeah, let me that let me count. Shot, All right, that was shot at that qualifier was eighty three. Sterling, uh, ninety, ninety nine. Yeah, we now, you're telling me we got a chance. We won't be DFL get, if you do that. Do you not get some kind of a a letter from no, the I mean, explaining that? Maybe you shouldn't be doing this to yourself and the rest of the field. No, I think they get your money. They're okay with it. I think, I mean, what, it doesn't hurt them. It doesn't really affect them. I think it would be one of those things, like on some of the the VSJ one days where it's like a packed field anyways, and you're talking about super long rounds and you have someone that's going out there that's shooting like a buck 10. That's when I think they could be like, all right, you know, maybe the one days aren't for you kind of See, deal. I feel like I feel like those are the ones that really are just a fundraiser for the VSGA. Yeah, and, they, they you know, and they're trying to make that they're trying to make that as democratic as possible. But this, you know, they're they're trying to 
they're trying to decide who's going to be the state champion. Yeah. I honestly, you know, that, <clears throat> so I was going to be really, really worried if it was in the 60s because I've never even sniffed the 60s before. Um, but I've had a couple rounds in my past of like low 70s. I've had 72, I've had 73, 74. So it is doable. Um, it's just about stringing the right shots together and and not making any dumb mistakes. So I think if I can stay locked in, we we have a shot. I don't think we're going to hit 99, so that's a positive. I I feel confident that you can come in under. How were how were the scores like spread? Was it like a couple seventies and then like some really high scores, or were they all kind of consistent? That's just that ninety nine is just that that outlier. Can I get that, the, can I get the date? Outlier. Can I get the date real quick, Mike? Do you have the date on that tournament for last year? It was June eighth. June eighth. Okay, thank you. So I clicked off of it. I would have to click back on it. It was. I would say probably half the field broke 80. Okay. Yeah, we could. I think we can do that. A solid half of the field broke 80. I think we can do it, but we'll uh, we'll kind of keep plugging away. Um, definitely some more practice rounds in in the near future. Going to work on on some things as well. Um, get Sterling to to look at a couple couple swings. Yeah, that's going to happen again, Sterling. So. So moving on to the back nine, this was, um, I felt bad for Sterling. Sterling had been filming the whole time. We were kind of getting bunched up in groups anyways. There can was, you, yeah, Madison, what be honest with the people. What? You asked me like, do you want to play the back nine? I was like, I'm having a great time yeah. filming the front nine. I was like, I'm okay with just filming it again. Like I, I had a great time messing with the new gimbal. Yeah, that's true. And all that. Hopefully, it comes out in the YouTube video. Um, the effort that you know you put into it. Um, yeah, like I think maybe you felt bad for me, but like I told you, like I had a great time filming and watching. Yeah, I think it was just that, you know, it it came, became very slow out there. It was car path only, um, so a lot of it was just everyone was walking, taking a lot of time getting the shots. So we had a foursome that was that was behind us. We had a foursome in front of us. Then we just kind of got sandwiched in between it. And the guys in front of us were playing really slow. The guys behind us obviously playing very fast. So, you know, we shot the front nine and I was like, let's just, let's just play on the back nine. We'll just have a good time. Um, so we were, <laughs> we were playing, playing Wolf decided that that would be a good game to play. And Wolf is one of those games where if you've played it one time, you, you probably have one mindset of rules, but if you played it like five or six times, there's probably six different sets of rules that you've played. And so, so go ahead and tell the people your way of playing Wolf. And then Mike, after he's done, you tell him the actual way to play I think, Wolf. I think so so we played it and the way I played it before is um oh wait, do you want to go like everything as far as when you're supposed to pick someone? Because you messed that up as well. So technically, what what's supposed to happen, right? You flip a T, you get your order, right? The wolf hits first. Then after the wolf, the next person hits. If the wolf is wants to take that person on their team, they have to call it before the next person hits. If they don't, then they're gone. You have to wait for the next person, make your decision, so on and so forth. If the last person hits, 
and you don't want any, you can go lone wolf. Lone wolf would be worth two dots, two points. If you called lone wolf before anyone hit their tee shots, then we go blind lone wolf worth three points. Right? So then you go from there. If there's a push, if whatever the teams are, if they end up pushing at the end of that hole, the teams remain the same and you move on from there, so on and so forth, doubling the points. Now, Sterling thought he could just hit, he could be the wolf hit and just pick whenever. Everyone hits their shot, he'll take the first guy. Picture this, ladies and gentlemen. You, you just finished a, a great front nine, you know, laughing, giggling, watching Madison. And all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, you're playing. You're just going to play the back nine. We're not going to film. I got to put all this equipment away. So I'm trying to get myself ready to play nine holes, put this equipment away, and Madison's over there explaining the rules of the game. I may not be listening to everything he says. <laughs> I feel so like you were there. I was Obviously, I was there. I just wasn't there, like, listening. I heard you. I wasn't okay. listening to you. <laughs> okay. Um. So, yeah, we got to the 12th tee, and it was my – no. What hole did we get to? Was it 13? I think it was 13. 13, yeah. Get to 13, and I was the wolf, and – we all tee off, and I go, all right, I'll take Peyton. And they're like, no, you can't do that. I was like, what do you mean I can't do that? <laughs> so clearly I wasn't listening. I mean, it's my fault at the end of the day, but um, it actually kind of worked out for me. I think it yeah. made it kind of interesting. I think it definitely made it more competitive than it would have been otherwise because of because of Madison's other Dallas rule, Yeah, which I've never played before, which is, when you push on a hole, not only do the points carry over in some form or fashion, now whether you just add the points on each hole or you double the points on each hole or you square the points on each hole, I don't know what we were doing <laughs> at some point, um, but that the wolf stays the same. The teams stay the same. So Sterling got stuck as lone wolf for the last seven holes, right? Yeah, and poor Peyton, or last six. And poor Peyton never had a chance to be the wolf. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, on 18, he looks at me, he goes, I just never had a chance to be the wolf. It's <laughs> like, that's unfortunate. <laughs> hey, it was high stakes. That game of Dallas, that was high stakes. We that play was for incredibly keeps. high stakes. We play for keeps. Um, if we were playing for money, there would have been a mortgage on the line on that 18th hole because double, triple, whatever the points were at that point. Um, I don't really know, but no, it was a lot of fun, but I do want to talk about um, how you and Peyton started the game off wrong and ended up playing each other's ball on the first hole. How did how did that even happen? And not only that, but not realizing it until 12 green. How does that even happen? So we were both playing a Titleist Pro V1X, and it was a number four. He had the 2021 edition, and I had a Pro V1X left dash. So we tee off on 10. We both hit it left into the trees. I look down. I see Titleist 4. He looks down. He sees Titleist 4. We'll never announce our balls on the tee either. Um, and we're like, all right, yeah, I got mine here. And he's like, okay, I got mine here. And we hit, and we play the hole. I, I go to line my ball up on... 10 T or 10 green. I'm like, huh, this is a Pro V1X, not a Pro V1X left dash. I knew I had a Pro V1X in the bag. So I was like, all right, maybe I just grabbed that on accident. 
So we play and I finish and we go to 11, play that hole, finish, go to 12, play that hole. Uh, we, again, we both hit it left. We, we find our golf balls, we play it, we get to the green and I go, man, Peyton, like, I think I look at Peyton's ball and it's like, when did you start playing a left dash? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, Peyton, like when, when, like when did you even buy left dash golf balls? Like, did I give you one? And then he goes, I was wondering when my line changed on my golf ball. Like, I thought I was going crazy. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, we must have been playing the wrong golf ball for a while. So yeah, the, the first three holes for Peyton and I were super illegal. Played the wrong golf ball the whole way. So, yikes! Yeah, I'm but, just surprised it took you that long to realize it. I mean, it's the same golf ball. It's just the, the line was a little bit different. So if you're not lining your golf ball up like you, like you don't line up your golf ball. I think you yeah. should, but you don't. Um, we can, we, we can we, take you, that off later. You wouldn't have noticed. I wouldn't have. I just would have looked at the logo and, well, I mean, I mine has because I play the tour speed. It does have that alignment on the side. But I mean, yeah, if it's a Pro V one X versus a Pro V one X left dash, I would there'd have been no chance I would have noticed, but I don't know. I've thought the the professional in you would have realized that pretty soon. Who knows? But yeah, all in all, I thought it was I thought it was fun. I don't know what you guys thought. The, like I said, the conditions weren't great. It was pretty cold. The back nine it warmed up a little bit, the sun came out. It's pretty wet out there too. Um, just because of the rain that we had the day before. All in all. Still pretty good. Yeah, I had a good time. A um, little bit of pressure, you know, a little three v one. You guys are always in the hole, so I had to make sure I was in. My game was in check. A um, little bit of smack talk going on out there. Yeah. What did you guys? What did you guys think of that? Was that too much? Sterling you, stepped you, on my ball on one hole in the okay, fairway. Okay, that was that was a joke. That was just like you were standing right next to me trying to get a yardage. I stepped on it. And you were like, "Is this thing plugged?" I was like, no, I just stepped on it. <laughs> we were playing lift clean in place in the fairway, so. Yeah. No, it was good. I, I knew that uh, I knew that Sterling would rise to the occasion. Sterling is is very competitive, and I think that's when, um, I'd say that's when he, he really kind of performs the best, when there's something on the line. Sterling will tell you, like, casual golf to him is just, it's just not fun. That's he boring. Just, so he just boring. doesn't doesn't have a good time, but, like, if he can go out and he can he can beat someone like he can bury someone on the course, he's all in. Like he's he's dialed in uh, for that. But yeah, just you know, oh, you want to come just play casual eighteen with me? No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Um, that actually happened today. I played at Tattersall. Um, if you're you know who you are if you listen to this, came up to me. He's like, yeah, I shot sixty four yesterday. I was like, oh, nice. He's like, you want to go? You want to go play nine? He's like, yeah, sure. Two shot swing on the first hole. <laughs> it didn't end up great for him, but uh, he's a good sport. Um, so, yeah, like I said, you know who you are if you're listening to this. Oh, that's pretty funny. And I know he's listening to this. So, yikes. Um, well, yeah. So, good weekend. Moving on to. I got one more thing. Oh, my say. God. It, what really made it great, ladies and gentlemen, is when, I, when it was my turn to be Wolf and I picked Peyton. And Madison was like, "No, you can't do that." And like, I honestly was not listening on the first tee or on the on the tenth tee. Right? I get it, my fault. But I was I was kind of pissed, so that kind of fired me up a little bit there. All right, PGA Tour. 
Thanks for uh, adding that classic. in there. Honda yep. Classic uh, last year was a good send-off event. Chris yeah. Kirk, Chris Kirk is a, is the champion. Uh, I don't think anyone here watched. Is that correct? <laughs> Mike, Mike, <laughs> we were talking about it a little bit. Mike, Mike watched it. I watched it on DVR. I fast-forwarded through everybody except Kirk and uh, Eric Coles, who finished second. So, fun watch, especially when you cut out all the chatter, you cut out all the commercials, you cut out all the playing through, you cut out you know, Jack Nicholas droning on in the booth for half an hour about God only knows what that I could really care less about. Uh, but the finish, I mean, the payoff, the finish was was really a lot of fun to watch. You know, um, I'm sure by now everybody has seen that highlight reel shot of uh, Chris Kirk hanging it out right over the rocks, right of the green on 18. And, you know, darn near taking the windshield out on, on the Honda. I was really, really pulling for that. And, uh, you know, he almost he almost gave us the highlight that we really needed yeah. coming out of that tournament. But, uh, you know, kudos to him. Made the bogey. He got himself into a playoff. Did not hit a great drive on 18, but uh, stuffed a wedge in there, made a great birdie. And, you know, with everything that he's been through in his life over the last few years, definitely a great, a great story to see that happen. And, you know, is this the greatest tournament on the face of the earth? No, it's not. But, you know, it looks like that finish got Eric Coles into the API, which is another great story. Got Justin Suh into the API. So, you know, if this is what the non-designated events are going to be and you know that, hey, if I watch it, great. If I don't watch it, great. If I watch the last three holes, whatever. You know, we've talked about the PGA Tour and the PGB Tour. This was definitely a PGB Tour event. Um, a couple of things. Uh, Min Woo Lee got into the play. Madison's rolling his eyes. What? Can yeah. I give Min Woo Lee a shout out? Yeah. Minimally he gets into the players with this finish this week. Um see now I've I've lost my train of thought with Madison Rollins. What was my second point? Uh ooh, did you all see that this this tournament um in twenty ooh twenty fifteen? This was the strongest field and then like on the PGA tour for that year. Yeah. And now it's just gone. This tournament's just a borderline joke now. Yeah, I think really it, it was always, I would say, it was one of those tournaments where a lot of the the players, obviously all of them owing, I mean, a, a lot of the game to Arnold Palmer it just became like one of those things that it was kind of synonymous with. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm way Arnold off. Palmer? <laughs> sorry. I've got the field right here. For this week. <laughs> wow. Oh. What a take. Rest take. in peace, Arnie. <laughs> Barbara, these two and one guys don't even know who I am. <laughs> Woohoo! Ooh, the golden bear. No wait, that's <laughs> the golden bear, the bear trap, the bear trap. Whoops, whoops, sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh my god. <clears throat> take we, what take you two. He said their their fan tribute or whatever. <laughs> yeah, ball. sorry. It's literally right here on the side of my screen. I've got the field up for next week. Anyways, take two. Um, I don't know what I was going to say at this at this point at this juncture in, in the show. Um, I think it 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 had some merit to it originally, and uh, then when 
uh, when I said Arnold Palmer, it all went down the drain. So yeah, just we'll move on from that. But that's a great fact. Yeah. Mike, any any insight into what was going on in 2015 that made the field so uh, so powerful? Well, you know, I mean, it was basically everybody's hometown event. I mean, still kind of is. So many players who are so close to that area, it's kind of nuts that they don't play it anymore. But, you know, with, uh, you know, with waste becoming what it is now, you know, and... Uh, genesis becoming what it what it is something's got to give something's definitely got to give and honestly you know i don't mind it this is this is kind of cool if this is going to be a place that guys who are lesser known are going to go and try to make something happen that's pretty cool i mean chris kirk could have played the genesis and said no i'm calling my shot i'm going to play at the honda because the course suits me better and you know kudos to him he went out there and he won the damn thing yeah, I agree. Um, I think, did, have they talked about, I don't know if, I'm sure it didn't come up during the broadcast, but do they have, uh, you know, anyone that's that's kind of like a short list of sponsors for next year's tournament? I haven't seen anything come out about it. So, like I said, I made a point of fast forwarding through everything Jack Nichols said, so I didn't hear him, but read about it this morning, and it sounds like the tour is telling him that there will be a tournament there next year. Um, if there's not a sponsor, they'll cobble something together, but oh gosh. They'll, they'll make it they'll make it happen. You know, it might be presented by 16 different little companies. Uh, and uh, it also sounds like it'll get a little bit more favorable treatment with waste management not being designated next year. So it won't be quite the crush. We'll see. Do I think anyone notable is going to play in it next year either yeah probably not yeah i um that'll be like what was the year remember when shell ejected out of the uh the houston Houston open Open. and then it became like i don't know like you said it was like 16 sponsors of the houston open um at one point that was just weird Mm -hmm. yeah and i think the houston astros were involved in it in some yeah former fashion because their owner loves golf and yeah so you know so they'll they'll just dip it they'll just dip into those reserves that mickelson keeps talking about and they'll they'll find a way to come up with the purse yeah so i I did want to kind of double back on something you just said so next year the waste manager is not going to be a designated event do you think that changes the field and the players that come out on the margins it might you know a person here a person there who's trying to put their schedule together for the beginning of the season. Yeah. But, you know, by and large, no, I I think you're going to get probably 90% the same field. I mean, I've got to think anybody who's got any really active sponsorships, their sponsors want them in that tournament. They want them out there. They want them, you know, they want them on the TV screen. They want them, in highlights that are being shown on Twitter, people are actually paying attention to the waste management. And I don't think that's going to stop just because it's not designated. I think you lose Rory for sure. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I didn't see, I mean, I don't know. I can't remember how, how often he's played in it previous this, to this was the second time. This is the first time in a long time. Yeah. I think this yeah. year was the second time playing in the event. Yeah, I, I I feel like you still get a John Rom to come. 
of course with his ties oh, with his ties to the area to. and everything yeah. like that it, yeah. um and then of course you get charlie hoffman every year i mean that's a it's a solid win um for everybody but yeah i think the ones that you'll see the most of are are i wouldn't say necessarily like the top of the top but the ones that are, are pretty pretty close scotty scheffler obviously plays next year as well right oh yeah i mean who he's got oh sorry sorry <laughs> no i had to i had to brooks um calm down there yeah i mean he's got to play next year gotta gotta defend the title um but yeah i just don't think you see a, a lot of them um come back but i think it's still a really strong field it's i mean it's it's something completely different that that week on tour it's it's more, I would say, more exciting, but it's just a different landscape for sure. So interesting that Pebble is uh, designated next year, or at least according to Jack. Yeah. Pebble is uh, is designated. Is, is that true? Is that not true? I mean, who can say, really? Yeah, and I think it should be. But, I think with a golf course like Pebble Beach, like you should get the best players in the world playing at that golf course at least once a year. So, I mean, you've held a major there before. I mean, you would think that that would be... Uh, reason enough to to allow it to be a designated event you would think but with the format and the amateurs and all that you know are they going to yeah. play a full so i guess it's still going to be a full field or is it not going to be a full actually... field is it going to be a pro-am is it not going to be a pro-am is jack nichols full of crap you know i'd i'd love to see him make it a designated event and then cut the pro-am and cut the other two courses yeah i love that i love yeah. that that'd be is great it, yeah other you know courses, i mean yeah. you ask about waste management and you know is tory pines a good comp as a non-designated event that got a really good field this year you know is waste management slotted in that kind of tier next year when it's not designated i so what I think is, I think they're just trying to space them out a little bit better, so these oh, yeah. players aren't going Absolutely. back to back. Yeah, because I think that was one of their their issues too, right? Is you got to play week in and week out, and <clears throat> you know it's it's stressful, especially when you're moving them around West Coast to East Coast kind of deal. So I think that's just you know just just working with the players. It was a it was really a knee jerk reaction to set up these designated events. Anyways, I don't even think they knew what this first year was going to look like. Right. Um, so I think now as they're kind of learning a little bit more, I'm sure they're getting feedback from the players and they're kind of adapting to that and, and changing as needed. So. I, I, and they said they're going to move around. I mean, other than certain events that are going to remain designated year in, year out, other ones are going to rotate. And I think that's, I think that's a good thing. If they want to try to get strong fields to play every event every so often, then yeah, I think that makes perfect sense to, to move it to Pebble. I agree. Sterling, you want to talk about uh, the other tournament that was going on this week? Yeah, sure. Um, LPGA tour. Where were they? they were Thailand, Thailand. I thought, yeah, Thailand. Thailand. Um, yeah, Honda sponsored two tournaments this weekend. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of big of them. They, yeah. Did you also see that the what used to be the Shark Shootout is going to be a mixed event? Yes, it's going to be a mixed event. That's, That's huge. Awesome. That's, That's going to be I, awesome. I heard it and I thought, like, didn't we say that? Like, didn't... Yeah. I um, can't remember what episode and what tournament it was. Might have been when we were talking about the tournament champions. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, why not have well, a mixed event? And then yeah. they're just they're just doing it. So someone's listening. I don't know. I'm who... glad they're listening. You know, I'm glad Jay is listening to us. Yeah, Jay. You know, if you want to appear on the pod, or if you want to send us a check in the mail, like we're still waiting. Um, or you know, like uh, Tyrese used to say, our pockets ain't empty because it's a Fast and the Furious reference. If you don't, all right, never mind. Yeah, so, so Honda Honda LPGA, Lil Yavu <laughs> is your winner. Yeah, we'll try to get this try to get this back on. Yeah, track. let's, let's yeah, get right, this back right. in here. I'm sorry, that's my fault. Nah, nah, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, so the live uh, live event in Mayakoba, Charles Howe. Does he have a PGA Tour win? Did he ever win on PGA? Three. Tour? He won three times hey, on the PGA. Tour. He did. He did. Okay. He won in Williamsburg. Yeah. You know, that should tell you how long ago. ago that is. Yeah, a million years ago. Wow. I think I think I saw the stat that his. Oh gosh, I'm I'm gonna get it wrong now. So he won four million dollars for winning the individual, correct? And then I want to say sure. there was a stat um, that said like through his career winnings, um, that can't be right though. That no. he'd only won like oh, three stop. three point five seven something along those lines. What? I don't know. That's, That's insane. It's pretty pretty wild, but um, so talking about live, obviously first week on the CW. I did see it on on the guide. I I was planning on watching it, and um, I didn't. Um, <laughs> I I honestly meant to. I I looked at it, and it didn't come on until I want to say like one and is that forty two million? Forty two million. Okay, so maybe it's maybe it was his. I'm trying. To it think. might have been his. That might have been. That might have been his best year. Maybe okay. Maybe his best year then. Okay, yeah, his, yeah. His best year might have been three-ish. I could see that. Okay, then that's what it was. Yeah. That had to have been what it was, because I know it was comparing two two of those figures, and one was like three point five or something like that, and obviously he won four mm-hmm. four for his win yesterday. But yeah, yeah. Saw it on the CW. It was kind of weird, honestly, seeing it on the guide, um, and I really did um, have all intentions of 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 watching it, and it was just not coming on for like another. I don't know, two hours or something. And I didn't end up, didn't end up following through on it. So, oh, well, but did any, did Mike, did you see any, um, see any, any coverage? I just watched a couple of the highlights. We did, we did realize that Sterling, that Paul Casey is actually on the, the crushers, which is the team that won Bryson Nishambo's team. I know we were talking about that over the weekend. If we, he was on the majestics or not, he is actually on the crushers. So shout out to the Crushers for winning the first event of the year. Also shout out to all the thirds. Mike, you're the third, right? I'm a third. Charles Howe. Charles Howe. Yep. Sterling Simmons. The, the third. Second. Oh. The third. You thought I was the second? Yeah. No, I was just trying to break it up. I thought you the might third. be fourth. No. The third. I knew you had a Roman numeral. I didn't know you were third as well. That's awesome. So, Madison, you asked if I watched it. I did not watch it, and that continues my streak of having not watched a shot of live golf. So, happy to keep the streak alive. Um, yeah. TV rating. Yeah, that's what I was going to get into. Do TV you have those up? So, Saturday TV rating. Y'all want to guess? I don't even know what would be a... Yeah, I don't even know how, how to... How many viewers? Is it. that what we're guessing? You can guess... Total viewers for Saturday? I don't, I don't have that. I've got the uh, the rating, the percentage of households who were watching TV. 
at that time. Point two percent. Point two percent. Point two percent. Yeah, point. I did see that. Point two percent. We're watching two tenths of a percent of all the people watching TV. So watching live golf. And I did read something. Um, I can't remember who what the the Twitter handle is, but they've been kind of for the last year or so they've been keeping stats of PGA viewership tournament by, by tournament by tournament and then as mm-hmm. as well as live to kind of compare them obviously live was youtube before how many youtube views versus obviously tv viewers and now they're comparing right. apples to apples a little bit better but one of the thing i thought was interesting in the in the markets that it was available to broadcast on cw not even all of the markets actually chose to broadcast it i guess that is one of the rights that that cw has in this deal where they can choose whether or not they they want to put the programming on depending on if some other show some other rerun um gets more viewership they can decide to to show dawson's creek six more times instead of the live tournament for that week yeah apparently the cw affiliates have a lot of control over what they air and I was hearing where like the LA affiliate has a lot of their own local programming. And, you know, if this is running a, if this is drawing a 0.2 share, maybe they're going to run that cooking show that can do better than that rather than preempting it for, you know, for exhibition golf that nobody, you know, that not that many people are really into. So, you know, tough, tough look for Greg. Really tough look for Sharky. Yeah, I was I was wondering how how it'd be. I did see someone. I think I think this was just as a joke, um, but someone did tweet that it lost out. Oh gosh, what was it? Viewer viewership lost out to um, America's funniest animals. Yes. Um, world's world's funniest animals. So at okay. least it's drawing a worldwide. Okay. You know, a, a worldwide sample of animals. So. Okay. All right. Well, then I feel a, a little bit better about that. You know, li- lives an international tour. World's funniest animals also an international tour. So there's a lot, you know, a lot of similarities there. Yeah. So um, I am going to try and make a point to to watch some of the coverage. Um, they are at the gallery. Um, I want to say the second week in March, um, just to kind of kind of see what it's all about and see if if the coverage is improved. I know they have their app that's available now as well. I think it's live live golf plus live golf plus something along those lines um that you'll be able to watch all the rounds on as well. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Be interested to see what this year looks like. I will say my my one issue and it's the issue that I've had since since the culmination of this, right? Sterling knows that I'm a bottom of the leaderboard watcher. He hates it. I think it's I think it's fun. Um, but when you only have 48 players that tee it up week in and week out, if over half of the field still does not finish, oh, let me see, let me see. better than even par. What what are we doing here? If their if their whole shtick and their whole claim is that we have the best players in the world. How do you still underperform week in and week out? We have, I mean, Chase Kepka, 15 over this week. 15. Um, he wasn't dead last. Uh, no, that would be C1 Kim. C1 Kim, plus 23? Yeah. Is that where he finished? Plus I 23. Mean, but interesting, you look at the bottom of this leaderboard, and yeah, 
C1 Cam, don't know him. Chase Kepka, no need to know him. Sam Horsfield, thought he was a real golfer. He was playing pretty plus well 11. on DP World Tour. Yeah, I mean, he really 11. was. Bern Wiesberger, thought he was a real golfer for a while there. Plus 11. Louie, plus 8. You know, A fun game to play with this, too, is the spread. What's the difference between first and last? in these no-cut, no-qualification events. Minus 16 to plus 23. Yeah. It's 40, it's 40 shot difference over three rounds. 40 shots over three rounds. Can we yeah. do it for the PGA Tour real quick? What was the leader on Friday? Oh, God. I know I'm asking a lot. You are asking a lot. Um. Well, I guess you can do it for the weekend. Like, who finished in dead last but still made the cut? And then Chris Kirk, what did he shoot like? So Jeff Ogilvy made the cut, but finished death dead last on um, over the weekend at plus nine, and Chris Kirk won at fourteen under. 14. Can you scroll to the bottom and see who was in last place that got cut? And then double his score. Uh, let's guess Sung Kang. He was fourteen over. So twenty-eight compared to what did Chris Kirk shoot? Fourteen under. So we're looking at the same. Yeah, but you're talking about you know a hundred and yeah, what is it? A hundred and twenty-five. A hundred and twenty-five or a hundred and fifty guys. You're going to have more variability with that. But if you're claiming that you've got the 48 best golfers in the world, or even 48 really good golfers, mm-hmm. you don't have 48 really good golfers. It, even if you cut it in, even if you, with the cut, you still have 80 players that are playing two rounds. Let's say two rounds, arguably, right? Um, so Jeff Ogilvy shot five over in his final round. So even if we add another five, Let's say he plays, we just do it over three rounds. He plays another another round. We add five more strokes onto that. I mean, you're sitting at 14 under versus 14 under. Um, 14 over versus 14 under is the winner. The spread's still not as bad. And that's through 80, 80 players. That's 80 players, yeah. So you're talking about, let's say, 48 players. God, there's a bunch of T. Oh, I would never be able to do all this math. Um, but, t- I mean, your top 60... I'm sorry, you're, let's just say top 55, that's with ties and everything, is even or better. Yeah, I think you're going the wrong way with this argument, but sure. How, how am I going the, the wrong way? You're taking the 50 players who played the best versus Liv's full field. But they're supposed to be the best players. That's why they only need 48, correct? Is that why they only need 48? Do they have 48? They mm-hmm. have 48. I thought yeah. they added a whole, a whole new team. Didn't they yeah. add new teams? No. Range, they, range goats who'd they get rid of no they changed the name of teams that was a name change yeah those oh. were name changes yeah the first ones weren't workshopped so they the captains then got to change the names this year if they wanted to gotcha i must have missed that right yeah yeah because the rippers that's a name change as well right yep now did they move cities too is that how that worked or <laughs> you know Whole new mascot change, exactly, city yeah. change, new yeah. uniforms, all of it, all of, all it. of it. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of uniforms, 
the one big change this season is everyone is in uniforms now. So all of the sponsorship deals, I know we didn't talk about this last week. I don't know if it was out last week, but big names, Sergio, DJ, DJ's been with Adidas for, I mean, as long as I can remember. For forever, um, yeah. So those contracts are, are now over and it is because they are, um, they're going with team uniforms. So there was a, a photo that was posted. I think it was early last week, all the teams together. So that, that'll be new. I mean, and this is, I don't know if it's, if it's the sponsors. I mean, I guess it can't be the sponsors trying to distance themselves. I think it's just a way for them to live golf, to get some of their sponsorships on there. Easy post. I think, is that it? Easy post. Easy post. Yeah. Okay. That was one of Patrick Reed's sponsors, and now they're a big major sponsor for Live. Um, so you'll see that popping up on on most of the uniforms too. But mm-hmm. pretty interesting. I I wonder how this shakes out with club deals as well. I mean, sponsorships are are leaving. Obviously, if a lot of it's not branded, I mean, they're not carrying Titleist staff bags anymore or Callaway staff bags. It's a majestic staff bag yeah, or I'm, a I'm range goat those, staff bag. Yeah, I'm seeing those team staff bags and thinking that, yeah, club club makers cannot be happy. Yeah, there's just no way that they're happy about that. Yeah, did I see that um, they're also going to so live players are allowed to play in all four major championships this year? Yes. Um, did I see that they have to wear their team uniforms during the majors? They. I, are under contract saying that they have to wear, I don't know if it's their team uniforms or if it's live golf paraphernalia, but it's one of the two in any tournament they play. Yeah. So not just the majors, but if they're playing Asian tour events, if they're playing DP world tour while they've still got the injunction and, or if they win the lawsuit, but yeah, anything that they play in, they're supposed to be wearing. It's one of the two things. There was a pretty interesting Twitter thread by, uh, I forget the name of the guy, but he's an attorney. He's a sports attorney who kind of broke down the live contracts and just how like ridiculously restrictive they are. Is it Lou Stagner? No, it's not Lou Stagner. I'll, I'll try to find it while we're here, but uh, yeah. So that'll be crazy, crazy stuff. They've, they've signed their, you know, they've signed their rights away too. Yeah. I think, I think that was interesting because of course, all of it was. And then one of the other things too, right? Phil's big stance was that they don't own their likeness. The players don't own their likeness. Well, they still don't with Liv. That was one of the clauses that Liv basically owns their likeness and can use it as they please. So pretty interesting. But if, at least, and I guess the benefit is, if you're going to sell your likeness or give someone else the right to it, at least mm-hmm. you're getting guaranteed money and you're getting a lot of it. So yeah, definitely so a benefit. John Nucci, Nucci 23 on Twitter Great, great thread. Players must wear live, okay, live team apparel. Sterling, you're right. Live team apparel in live events, non-live tournaments, and other events in which they in which they must participate. Okay, that's interesting. Because maybe that's their out. I don't know. Is the must. And if they're not compelled to play in the majors, then maybe they get away with not wearing live team apparel. It'll definitely be something to watch. Um, just a just a short short time now. We'll get to see see how that all shakes out. But like I said, hopefully in the next next tournament at the gallery, um, everyone can can tune in and watch. Just 
see what's uh see what's going on. I'd love I'd love to see what it kind of looks like now live now. I've seen it on on YouTube. That was very interesting. Um, but now that it is on TV, I'd like to see kind of see what it looks like. So we want to move on to next week, big tournament. Um, I do know what this one is. Um, this is the Arnold Palmer, not uh not last week. So designated event. This is our third designated event of the season. Yes. 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 Yes, it is. No. So it'll be our fourth. It's the fourth. Fourth. It's gonna okay. be our fourth. It's the fourth. Okay. If we're counting the tournament of mostly champions as a designated event, which they say it is, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Four. Sterling's smirking over here. All right. So how did we finish last week? Uh, Shane Lowry, my pick, T5. Um, Sterling had... You had Sungjae? T42. And then Mike. Man, I thought Mike was going to have a phenomenal week. Picked Pearson, Pearson Cootie out of left field. When you text that, I was like, Wow. Okay. Just really, really long shot here. And then the first round he came out and fired, I think like four under. I was like, Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. He was, uh, you know, one shot out of the lead. I was feeling pretty good, but I knew, you know, long, long tournament, a lot could happen. A lot did happen, but yeah, I still think you're going to see big things from Cootie. I agree. I think you will. Um, I think you will too. He is in the field this week as well at the Arnold Palmer. If you want to run it back and take him again, Mike, I completely understand. And I will support that um, in the hopes that the finish is very similar. Um, but yeah, so this week uh, I'll make my pick. I am going to, um, I'm going to go one of Sterling's favorites. I'm going to go no hat Pat this week at the API. Feeling feeling pretty good about it. Um, it's hitting the ball really well, and I just think that this. I, I feel like he hasn't performed as well as I thought he should. I definitely think he should already have a win um, this year. So that's where I'm going with no hat, Pat. So no, um, is Sterling still in the penalty box? Is he still serving out his? Uh... It was only three weeks, right? It was only three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah, it's only three weeks. So, does that mean you're you're back in uh, back in society now? Up to you, Mike. You, you know. No, no. I'm, if you've served your time, you served your time. That's you know, should we should we draw a community chess card out of the Dallas box and see what we get? <laughs> Share sure. the wealth. Share the wealth. No, that's good. He served his suspension. Hmm. All right. Um. No surprise here. We're going to go with Rory McIlroy. I think he's seen John Rahm win. He's seen Scotty Scheffler win. I think he's like, all right, let me get my act together and you know try to keep up with these guys. So I'm going to take Rory for this week. That's a good pick. I was I went back and forth with that. Um, I just I don't know. Figured I'd go with a little bit of a a little bit of a longer shot. I think Rory has the best odds this week, doesn't he? Sure. The answer is yes. That. Yeah, Let's the answer is probably yes. John Rahm's in the field. Do you, does John Rahm not have the best out? I mean, Rory won this event in what, 2018, 2019? I mean, John Rahm's three for five this year, so. Yeah, do you think he can continue that clip? No. Oh, well then. What are we talking about here? 
cue the episode next week where I just said no, and we're back talking about John Rom winning. Yeah, so Rory McIlroy, good luck to Min Lee this week. Good luck to Justin Rose. I know you guys are listening. All right, Mike, who you got this week? So I guess I'm bringing up the rear and, you know, tried to make things interesting last week with kind of an off-the-wall pick. Didn't turn out the way it had hoped. So thinking we're going to go a little chalkier this week. And uh, now I'm going to take JT. JT Poston? That's a good uh, pick. Yeah, not exactly. Yeah. That would be Mr. Mr. Justin Thomas. Oh, okay. All right. I like that. It's a good pick. So we're all going kind of, kind of, uh, very chalky this week. Yeah. Upper echelon of the players. I mean, it is should a designated we... event. So nobody's really leaning in. Nobody's no, really not at all. In. Should we do a long shot? We have two or we have three, you know, top 10 players. Should we Ooh, do a long... Okay. Do a long uh, shot. Yeah. Give me a second. I got to pull out. up the field again. Let me yeah. see. We'll be right back. All right. And we're back. So, Madison, you have the first pick of the long shots. Go ahead. Oh, man, this is tough. Um, so, just looking at their their odds, um, this guy is plus 30,000 right now to win. Um, I'm going to go Ben Griffin. And I know you're asking, who's Ben Griffin? And that's probably probably pretty right. But no, Ben Griffin, um, I, I can't remember what tournament it was. He came up just a little bit short um, earlier this year. He's been playing pretty solid golf. I think last week um, ended with like a top 15, top 20. So we're going to ride it out. Ben Griffin, timestamp it. All right, there you go. Uh, you know, no surprise here. Uh, I'm going to go with Min Woo Lee. Um, huge fan. Someone asked me the other day who my favorite golfer was. We're going to go ahead and lock in Min Woo Lee, my new favorite golfer. Um, played well last week. Top 30. Had one of the lowest rounds on Sunday um, with four under. So training in the right direction. Um, going to need to hit fairways here at Bay Hill. Mm-hmm. He doesn't <laughs> hit a lot of fairways, but if he's on, he's on. Um, so, yeah, we'll go Min Woo Lee. I'm not sure what his... Uh, pluses for on FanDuel there, but um, should be a long shot. Mike? All right, so I guess it's my turn, and a lot of different things I could do here. You know, I see my boy, Francesco Molinari, down at the bottom of the odds list, tearing at my heartstrings, not taking him, but Oof. honestly, he just has no chance. I, I, I don't even know how he's in the field. Um, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I see Sepp Straka way down the list. I don't understand that. But if Minwoo Lee's a long shot, then that makes Straka a long shot. And I'm locking that in as my long shot pick. Minwoo Lee is plus 13,000 right now. Okay. Plus 13,000. Sepp Straka plus 25,000. So I'd say these are, all, that. these are all pretty long shots. I yeah. don't get that for Straka. I, I had really to do don't. a lot of scrolling for that. Not twenty five, not plus twenty five thousand. Let's see who has. The he long... had a decent finish last week, didn't? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know he won last year. He That's finished T five. 
this past week. Fandles is disrespecting Seb Straka, then. You know. Wow. The Austrian Austrian Georgians are going to be just outraged. Maybe he'll take it personally and. uh, I I hope he does take it personally and win. Put some put some coin on him, Mike. Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead and mortgage the house. It'll be good. There's there's no downside to this. There's absolutely there's, no downside to this whatsoever. There's no downside to this. Let's just uh, let's just put it all. Is this where we pause and we say, if you know somebody who has any issues with gambling, please call one eight six six gambler gambler gambler. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's good. So we'll lock those in. So mm-hmm. I have um, no hat Pat and Ben Griffin. I have Roy McElroy and Min Wu Lee. And I have Justin Thomas and Sepp Straka. There you go. So another week, another another good episode, maybe, and depending on what your your gauge is. Um, make sure you check us out on all the socials: Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. There's a new video, Swing Thoughts, episode two, in Sterling's head. There's also a, I did see an upcoming video already scheduled for March 2nd. March 2nd. That's only Thursday. March 2nd. Yes. We're going to go live. Should we be in the chat? Maybe. (laughs) It's it's going to be wild. (laughs) It's going to, look, I set the countdown March 2nd, 5 p.m. Grab your popcorn. It's Belmont, Little Bell, Seven Iron Only. Um, very interesting. Madison has the lead through three. I'll say that. Whoa. And the last three holes get very interesting for one of us. So, um, it's a a good time. It's a good watch. Um, a little bit, a little bit longer. Um, but like I said, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun watch. So, yeah. And make sure you pay attention to the the camera work on this one. This was before the gimbal and there's a lot of swirling cameras going around. (laughs) It's actually not that bad. Okay, great. I was gonna say this would be like you know. The I think end. the worst part is is the couple of double chins because we're holding the camera down a little too low <laughs> and a little too close to the face. Um, it's tough but, when you just don't know what it's shooting. Like you're just staring at it and you're like, "Well, I think I'm in focus. I'm not sure." Yeah. Um, but make sure you check those out. I will also say, Madison's round. I, are we gonna call it Swing Thoughts Episode Three? I think we might as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, I yeah. so. Um, so swing thoughts, episode three. I'm going to say this. So I, you know, sit down and knock it out. We'll be live Sunday, March 5th. Ooh. Okay. Wait. Oh, March. Yeah. March 5th. Uh, at 5 p.m. Wow. So I'm just going to throw Smart it out and I, I got to make it happen. Hopefully, Premiere doesn't have any corrupt files or anything or any issues like that. Um, yeah. yeah, the first part of it is is already exciting. The second shot is, I mean, it's it's very exciting. Just make sure you're not uh, you're not skittish and you jump pretty easily. Um, but yeah, thank you again for listening. Make sure to like and subscribe as well, and also share it. Send it to your friends. I mean, some sometimes it's funny just to laugh at our game, my game in particular. Um, and then very soon we will have Mike's episode of Swing Thoughts. Mike, put it on your calendar. Figure out the course you want to play, and uh, we'll take it from there. We got to get Mike on there too. Sterling, you had a question. I don't know. I just 
That was kind of random. I didn't know. Um, we're calling it out. We're calling it out. Sure. Why don't we just throw out the Mizuno Ball review as well? There will be a Mizuno Ball <laughs> review coming very soon. Um, a, a lot of content. <laughs> I think in two months, we're also going to have just checking, but uh, we've got a lot of t- content that's planned to, to come out very soon. So make sure you um, make sure you are subscribed and get those notifications. Until next time, we appreciate you all listening. Let me hold on. Hey, hold on. Hold no, on. Hold like, on. Oh, no, 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 no. Leave it, leave it in. Nope, nope. We will no, see you on. all next week. <laughs>